smoking, banks in nitro, that's all gas. On the hunt in a tall grass, intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last, we up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I be politicking on your broadcast, at the red carpet like the famous homie. Ask your bitch, really famous homie, and you know it's in me, it ain't on me. So creative like I made Adobe, I've been balling like I play. What's the deal? What's the deal? We back again. Politic in the podcast live Wednesday night, 7 p.m. <clears throat> 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So we here. We got uh, LeBron. We all seen <clears throat> temper tantrum, man. So we got to get to LeBron's tantrum after he did not receive a late call, man, which put him in the overtime in which they lost to the Celtics. Then we got to get... To Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, he is an all-star starter. I mean, no, actually, he is the leading scorer of the league, but he did not receive an all-star starter role. So we're going to get to the NBA and the the all-star and the voting because they took the MVP from him, and now they're not even starting him as an all-star. And we got to get to Tom Brady. Tom Brady has retired today. Same year that we got two black quarterbacks. So is this the era of the black quarterback in the NFL? Kanye West, we already know. He said he's running for president in 2024. Well, this guy, he has received a whopping $0 in donations so far for his presidential campaign. And if you haven't been watching the Democrats, man, after Biden got caught with all those documents, man, he's been falling to the wakeside. So they are putting Michelle Obama on a press tour right now. She's on a press run. And I think that the Democrats are prepping to run Michelle Obama 2024 for their candidate. So let's get straight to this LeBron James, man. Let's bring in the cast. What's the deal, fool? What's the deal? All right, all right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we all seen LeBron's reaction. We all seen that it was a it was a foul that was missed. We all know it was a foul, but LeBron's reaction was utterly ridiculous. I've never seen a grown man act like that on a basketball court ever in my life. So let's go to a resident Laker fan here, man. (laughs) Alvin, the mayor. Yeah. LeBron. Yeah. So um, as a designated Laker fan and also as a, a old head who beats on uh, all kinds of young guys when it comes to basketball on the court, like they just can't hang. I believe it was a it was a personal breakdown, not because the refs didn't call the call, but because he knew that he could have dunked the basketball with that many people in the lane, with the amount of disrespect he's been receiving this season, and we all know he's going to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record, this would have been the best opportunity for him to really finish the game off strong with a game-winning dunk plus the foul, uh, turn up the whole entire NBA, turn up how everybody feels about him. You know, he's 38 years old. Like, I mean, you know, just, you know, thinking about everything included, but the man didn't play college basketball. When he did play high school basketball, his games were on Sports Center, and if they weren't on Sports Center, everybody was watching it in town. It wasn't social media like this now, so you could overreact, and it didn't it didn't show up as much as it does. So, I mean, he's vulnerable. He doesn't feel like he has anything to lose. He he literally showed that he was like a 
seven or eight year old toddler that didn't get the skates that they they asked their mom or their dad for for Christmas. And it's like, you got to be kid. And it was beautiful. I laughed. I laughed hysterically because LeBron James shows that he's extremely vulnerable and doesn't actually have that Kobe killer Mamba mentality that he should have at the end of every game. So Laker fan, I love it, but I think the loss is the Boston. I love the energy. I love the emotion. I hate the L's. LeBron. <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> I try to keep it together. You no, know, good damn well I ain't happy about that nigga. Go ahead. No, you, bro. So this is it, man. Let me start off by saying this because everybody going to call me a LeBron hater. Let's, let me start off by saying it. To be fair, it was a damn foul. He got fouled. It clearly got raked across the arm. Um, it could have determined the outcome of the game. He was right about the missed call. Let's not get it twisted. With that being said, it wasn't no guarantee that LeBron was going to hit those two free throws. We all know he's terrible at the line, in particularly in the clutch. That's why LeBron runs from the free throw line. Okay, that's just not a foregone conclusion that he was going to hit those two free throws. Now, he still had an extra five minutes to win that game. It's not like the refs just cheated him out the game. They missed the call. The problem is how he acted. This man was on the floor. He got on his knees. He had his face on the floor. It was He acted like a two-year-old because he didn't get the call. And this is what I'm saying about LeBron and his fans. They feel entitled. They feel LeBron is supposed to get every single call Everything is supposed to go his way. If you look at the play, the man traveled. He took five steps to get to the rim. I don't want to hear about that gather bullshit. In two, no, the man took five steps when he picked up the ball and traveled. So it's like for him to go that far in the post-game interview talking about, you know, I watch all these other games. I don't see it happening. No, you're playing victim. I don't see it happening to nobody else. The refs have been missing call for year, calls for years. We all been watching hoop for a very long time. Let's go back to 2012 finals, OKC versus Miami in game two at the end of the game. That nigga clearly raped Kevin Durant across the arm when Kevin Durant was about to make that layup to put OKC up two, which would have changed the whole series because they would have went up 2-0. That non-call right there, that non-call, guess what it did? It turned the whole series around. Miami won the game, went on to win it 4-1. Refs missed calls, man, in the previous game against Memphis. Uh, what's his name? Schroeder, whack dude across the arm, stole the ball and made it and one in that game. They won off of a bullshit call in the Golden State game versus Boston. The refs missed six calls against Golden State. LeBron James is always playing victim. That's the problem. He thinks he's entitled to everything when he's been getting. You couldn't even blow on LeBron at one point. He's been getting every call for the duration of his career. It's his time. It ain't no secret. This year, I'm even going to admit it. The refs have been missing a lot of calls on LeBron James for sure. But it's his turn, man. He's been getting calls all the time. The refs do it. They do it with every single superstar. But I've never seen somebody cry about it and throw a temper tantrum about it like he's so entitled. And that's why I don't see how people call this man the GOAT when he has his face on the floor pouting about a foul that he didn't get. You know what Kobe would have did in that situation? Mm. He didn't get the foul, he was going to come back and bust your ass in overtime. You know what Jordan would have did? He didn't get the foul. He might have screamed at the refs, but he was going to come back and bust your ass in overtime. LeBron was yeah. a quick, you know, he like a baby. He don't get his way. He start acting like a baby. It was the most ridiculous thing I ever seen. And I can't wait till this man to get off my team. I can't wait. Well said. What you got, brother Elon? All right, all right. How's everybody doing this evening? Me personally, on it. Um, 
you know, I'm a Sacramento Kings fan, man. So I'm 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 not biased to the situation. I'm just gonna keep it one thousand with everybody. Um, it was a clear foul, and LeBron, where he stands as far as like in the NBA, he, 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 LeBron's the king of the NBA. That's just how I look at it. Used to be. He's the king as he's just, as of now. He's the king, in my opinion. Right. It's like I, him not getting that foul, him acting like a baby, screaming out like that. It actually made a big uproar. He wanted to make a big deal out of it. They made a big deal out of it. It wasn't a regular, like, just get mad about it. Like, they start talking about it afterwards, highlighting it. They actually apologize on it. They don't normally do that on everything. Facts. And, like, uh, my... so I felt that too, but um, I think it was valid. I would. I, he did look insane doing that. He looks ridiculous, but it was valid. You know what I mean? It made sense because – um, he wanted to make it seemed to me he wanted to make a big deal out of it and he, it worked so that and then the guy comes out to find out the guy's wife wears Boston jerseys his kids wearing Boston jerseys as well I think it was like uh, their record with Boston they only lost like two games out of like it was like 30 right start it was looking really bad and I was it started to kind of bring a light to the situation so I, I mean in my opinion I think it was valid it made sense it made a lot of sense it made a lot of sense to act like a baby when you don't get the call. First of all, LeBron James is not the king of the NBA. People got to stop doing this shit. It's an opinion. This man, this man puts up, it's a very bad opinion because he's not the king of the NBA. Who's the king then? The king of the NBA right now? No, no, no. He's not no. The Ronnie, the Ronnie, Ronnie, no. Have to go off the, past the king of the NBA the does not just put up stats. They win. This man has had a losing record the last three Ask, years. Okay, so if you're he is no the longer decade, the, king. the king. I'm asking, who's the king? After I the said past decade. Curry. He won the finals MVP. He's Steph a current Curry's king. the king of the NBA. They, they, they got to knock. He won. He's a reigning finals MVP. He's a reigning finals sense, MVP. Bro. That only makes he's sense. He's a reigning NBA champ. There, there's LeBron is not even a top. 10 I think Steph Curry would even tell you he's not the king. He would be like LeBron's. He's no, he won't. No, he won't. Bro. Steph Curry would not say that. Steph Curry would not say that. Steph Curry knows he's that dude. He beat Boston. He beat everybody. He had. He's a reigning finals MVP. He's a reigning. And there's Giannis is better than LeBron. Luca is better than LeBron. Wait, wait, LeBron wait, Ronnie. Top ten player, right? Wait, he's Ronnie. He's wait. under five hundred the last three years. How is that? Equal he's thirty-eight. To he's thirty-eight. He doing what? The impossible. But look, look, Ronnie. Look, okay. look, Ronnie. Real quick though, mm -hmm. our Lakers suck, and they've been suck. We've been talking about this since twenty twenty. You said they're not going to do nothing. The bubble championship was always going to get for a minute, right? And you right, you right. And then, brother El Elam, you said that that was just your opinion, right? Correct. And then I'm thinking, even though Steph Curry won, and me and Caleb, we laugh about just you know how much I love the Lakers but hate LeBron. You don't hear Steph Curry being talked about as much as you hear LeBron being talked about. You know, you know, Steph been a little injury prone this year, like he has been in the past. Him and Clay were even out at the same time. That whole Jordan Poole, Draymond Green incident at the beginning of the season kind of steered the media away from Golden State. Because, you know, if you think about it, Golden State and the Lakers are in the first time in a long time. They both are at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like of the West, not at the top like they should be. So it's like when you think about it, everybody's been just riding the whole LeBron's going to pass these different records right so because they're putting so much attention on lebron and not putting it on Giannis or luca torching every negro in the league you gotta let it be what it is like the media wants the narrative to be that lebron is the king still 
until LeBron. No, no, no. It's not that he's good still like he used to be or that we even have a good record or any of that. It's got nothing to do with that. It's, it's, no, he's our he's, but he's our new he's our new he's our new great black hole. Hold on, like he's about to do the Ken Griffey. He's about to do the Ken Griffey, right? He has his two sons and he did he doesn't have a degree. Like you got to remember that the narrative that you taught me, Caleb, that's always being projected is that we're not adequate, we're not enough. We you know it's not we're not it. Well, he's that one exceptional Django nigga right now, and it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. You're going to respect LeBron because we're going to force feed him down your throat every time you turn the channel. He, like you said, Ronnie, he had a two-year-old meltdown. I said seven, right? <laughs> but yet, just like brother said, they're putting it on every single line because they want you to be LeBron this, LeBron that. Like, Le- like LeBron's 20s look more like Kobe's Kobe's than Kobe's because they want to replace Kobe with LeBron just like they're trying to replace Kyrie with John Moran. Mm. Go ahead, Caitlin. Mm. So, so I just wanted to say that, like, I think that the league is moving on from LeBron, and that is because the Lakers aren't contending. And you can't keep having okay. the face of a league without a contender. And this is why they're pushing the Steph Curry, Ja Morant, just like you just brought up Ja. Ja is that excitement, that, that, that flash that LeBron used to have. Ja was that. They thought Zion Williamson yeah. was going to be that. But John Morant is ending up being that guy and that flash that the league is everyone wants to see. So as far as the Grizzlies and Golden State, that is already becoming a rivalry there. Right. So if anything, Steph Curry is the face of the league. John Morant is who they want to take the reins. And this is what the league is pushing right now. The Grizzlies versus Golden State and the Celtics over there. Versus Milwaukee, mm, Philly, right. Philly, Philly. Directive and the league is going to push their directive, and that's probably going to be the end result. It's going to come down to these four teams, no matter what we're talking about, no matter what we do. I never seen us give a losing player and a losing team so much fucking attention. Why do we talk about the not just we and this yeah. podcast, but Sports Center? Why do they talk about the LeBron and the Lakers so much? They're because he's a no, because he's an. He's an anomaly. Like Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Ronnie. Look, look, we got. Don't translate to wins. Like, what up? It's not about winning. We're not, Ronnie, we're not supposed to win. Hold on, Alvin. Let me me tap you right here. We're talking about winning. Ronnie, the reason why I chose for this to be an opening topic, because we need the children to know that regardless if you're LeBron James or the 12th man on the bench, you cannot act like that regardless of if you get the call or not. Body language, right. There is no excuse for acting like that as a grown man in any scenario, period. Wait, wait. I like pushing and move on to the next play. Right. I like what you're saying, not us. I'm talking about just sports. Right, right. Like They give the Lakers and LeBron so much attention. And over the last three years, they've been terrible. 33 wins, 35 (laughs) wins, terrible this year. When does basketball stop being about winning? I'm going to tell you why. It stopped being about winning when they try to push LeBron as the GOAT narrative. They try to use stats. Stats does not more important. It does not trump winning. It never has, and it never will. I don't understand right. why we give him so much attention when he can't even get his team to the playoffs. That don't make because, no sense. But because people other than us are pushing a narrative that him and Tom Brady are the two GOATs of their respective sports. Mm-hmm. So if Tom Brady's in his 40s losing – 
and barely hanging on, losing his wife and his family and everything else. They're going to let like 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 Ronnie, you know it better than I do. Who is LeBron to every other black person that's sleep and not woke? He's God. who we wish we could be. Exactly. God. So if if we don't know better. We're going to stay staring at LeBron and going, hey, are you going to make a Space Jam too? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like for real, for real. Where what you saying is the God honest truth. Like, you don't we, gotta move forward, right? hey, we got to move forward. We got to gotta move on to the next topic. So let's let's get Amrock with the closing remarks before we get to this next topic. Oh, man. What's <laughs> good, y'all? What's good, y'all? I know I, I, I'm glad I came at the end of the LeBron hate, um, you know, but listen. Um you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, LeBron was a little bit, you know, uh, he he was definitely uh, over-exaggerated, you know, as far as his reaction to the call. I mean, listen, he's been fouled like that before and not received the call. So, um, but, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm a LeBron fan. Uh, I think, you know, he's one of the best players of all time. I'm not going to say the best, but one of, one of the best. He's about to pass Kareem, which nobody has done. Not even Jordan was able to do that. So, um, you know, he's just a remarkable player, but, you know, he just look, man, he's just going to get the hate uh, from everybody, because when you're great, you're going to get the hate. I mean, that's what it is. But oh, you can't yeah. take, you can't, you can't take <laughs> away the I'm fact personal. that the man is one of the championships for MVPs. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on. Let's move on to the the biggest crybaby on the East because LeBron's the biggest crybaby on the West, but we got Joel Embiid, the biggest crybaby on the East. Now you can say that what he cries about is justified, also the way that he didn't get that Finals. I mean that uh that MVP award, and now he's leading the league in scoring, and yet he's still not voted an All Star starter. He's coming off the bench in the all-star game, leading the league and scoring. Mm. What 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 do you think it is about Joel Embiid that makes the NBA not want to push him to the forefront? See, and this is this is where this is what I'm saying. This type of stuff, the media, people don't make a big deal about anything when it comes to any other player. It only matters if LeBron got the perfect roster, if he got the perfect team, he don't have help. No one vouches for other players. Now, about this All-Star thing, we all know the fans vote for the All-Star starters, right? The fans vote for the All-Star starters. So the fact that the fans didn't vote for Joel Embiid to be a starter, that shit is crazy to me. Like, what the fuck are y'all watching? Like, this man is clearly the best, arguably the best big man in the league along with Jokic. I think he's a little better than Jokic. And um, one of the best players in the league. He's a top five player in the league. How the fuck is he not an All-Star starter? So the fans... I don't think he should he should feel that slighted because it was the fans that did it. Now, if he didn't get voted in by the coaches, then I think, okay, we got a problem. But the fans are dumb, man. The fans voted um, – they, they voted – what was it? And I love Kobe, but they voted Kobe as a starter in 1998 when he wasn't even ready, although he played well. But Eddie Jones was a better player at that time. So nice. Eddie Jones should have been the starter. As much as I love Kobe, Kobe shouldn't have started in the 98 All-Star game. But the fans voted him, right? So – you know, we got to recognize that the fans, they're emotional. You know, they vote for who they want for. Joel Embiid definitely is being slighted by the league. He should have won MVP. Um, but the, the, it seems like the league, I, I don't know. It's the Why league, they didn't give it to him? Because 
I mean, Jokic had a case. It's not like Jokic didn't deserve it too. Okay. But I think Embiid probably deserved it more because his stats were good, and I think their record was better. But so who we who we taking out of the East then? Who we, who we taking I, who, out of the out of the forwards? Who, who are the starters? You got Durant, uh-huh. Giannis, and Tatum as your forwards. Right. So, so who, who, who they, they position out right? Yeah, but Giannis is scoring everything this year. Giannis is down. So if anything. So, Joel and B, everything and B is up this year. Everything yeah, he, Giannis is down. Giannis is the Giannis was the captain. It's LeBron and Giannis for the for the East. Well, well, if KD well, never got losing, hurt, it would have been KD. Well, yeah. well losing, yeah, I, I agree with you, bro. KD probably if anybody, but him not being there because of Giannis, Tatum, and KD, probably the three best players, arguably the three best players in the league. That's yeah. not much of a slight. Like those dudes are balling the fuck out. Like yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's not that bad. Yeah, you know? it's well, you remember too that no one saw Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland, right? We all thought he was gonna go to New York. He's been killing in Cleveland. Jason Tatum is showing that he deserves more respect and that they should possibly go back to a second finals uh, appearance, right? Back to back as far as appearance. They'll know if they'll win it. They'll want them to. For sure. I think the same way I was trying to say strategically, the league wants to make sure LeBron is still seen as a specific type of person. I think we don't, we really don't know Joel Embiid's story as much as we know Giannis Antetokounmpo's story because it's on Disney Plus and you know that controversy that comes with Disney. So I think it's something that we might, we might want to accept that no one in the league's media wants to see Joel Embiid on the microphone talking freely because when he gets to and one, he goes, Generation X, suck it, <laughs> suck it, suck it. Like, who does that to Brooklyn in Brooklyn? You know what I'm saying? Like, he just got the and one. KD was over there on the bench. And he, like, I mean, to the fans, like, you know what it is. Like, I mean, when you think about that moment, no different than LeBron James crying hysterically on the court. Dwell Embiid is so, so smart, so in intelligent with the game. That he, not only is he going to sauce you on the court, he's going to literally embarrass your entire arena. <laughs> and and look at the fine that he got. He hasn't made one. I, I'm sorry. I can't say he hasn't made one statement. I haven't personally ran, uh, read or heard that he's made a statement about the fine that made him feel remorseful about what he did. And if he's not remorseful about what he did, the NBA is not going to want him as the face, regardless if it's the NBA All-Star Game or the NBA Finals or the NBA MVP. I'll, I want to piggyback on uh, – Go ahead. Oh, sorry. If I could. No, go ahead, sir. No, no, no. You got it, brother. I want to piggyback on that, and um, I, I love to interject race into everything because I believe it's in everything. It's a lot of people. It's kind of the it's kind of the, uh, the elephant in the room here we're kind of just leaving out, in my opinion. Yes, I want to say that um, – you know, in terms of the face of the NBA, when you look at the face of the NBA, you just go all the way back from the start. It's never been anybody that hasn't been an American. They're always an American person. That's the face of the NBA. They'll kind of toggle and play with giving the MVPs out to white people in particularly, in my opinion, like they've done with Steve Nash back to back. Kobe and Shaq should have probably gotten it. And they've done back to back with also with. Um, we're seeing with um, Joker. Joker, and Joker. I'm not nothing like you said. Joker, it's a case, but <laughs> come on, you know it, it. It when every person when you get down to nitty gritty, it's like 
I see, I start to see how they do that. Not to mention with Giannis, um, uh, you know, him not being American. So they give them the MVPs, but in terms of making them the, the face of the NBA in America, I don't think they get that privy. I think they, they're not privy to getting the, uh, the actual face. The face goes to the Kobe's Jordan's Larry Burr. If you want to, you know, make that argument or, or, or obviously a LeBron and they wanted, they were trying to damn near pass it to Zion. When he first came in, like you, they they want to give it to the next. The not if you're from another country, like a, um, they, it's weird how they do that. But I did notice that. I wanted to inject that in as well. Good point. Go ahead, Amron. Yeah, great point. Great point. Um, listen, I mean, you know, again, it's hard to pick against those three guys and put Joel, but Joel Embiid is is balling. I mean, um, mm-hmm. let me just read off his stat line just real quick: thirty three point six points per game, ten Damn. rebounds. Four assists, and he's averaging two blocks. I mean, he's 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 balling this year. At the same token, yeah, before Durant got hurt, he was also balling. Giannis is slipped, but listen, Giannis is a now fan favorite, as you pointed out, brother. Um, with the international uh, uh, need for the NBA, there's a lot of dollars in the international need. That's why they bring a lot of those international players mm-hmm. here. Um, mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. You know, they're pushing Jokic and uh, Luka Doncic to the forefront. Um, as the you know the white players, as the new great white hopes, the yeah. Larry of the world, the Steve yeah. Nash, the Dirk Nowitzki, who a lot of people forget about Dirk Nowitzki. Um, you know, they're they're pushing those guys forward, but also they are pushing Joel B forward because he is also an international yes. star as well from Africa. So, uh, but it, as far as him being slated and left out, I mean, Jason Tatum is. But I mean, I don't know if y'all. Saw, saw what's happening basically or just happened you know the uh, boston just dismantled brooklyn i mean i get it they was out there but that first quarter them dudes was was yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. um it's it was hard to i'm sure leave out Jalen brown you know mm-hmm. I, I get donovan mitchell and kyrie ball but what about Jalen brown too so um you know it, well again it's it's the fans voting uh the fans love Giannis right now he is a champion by the way jalenby has not made it to I don't think even the conference finals yet. So winning does matter as well when you're a fan and you're voting and you're watching the NBA playoffs and you see who's winning. I mean, just like people who are Dallas Cowboy fans, a lot of them say, oh, they was Cowboys fans, you know, because their parents saw the Cowboys in the 70s on TV. Why? Because they was pretty much the only people on TV, right? So Giannis is on TV in the NBA finals. You know, Durant has been on Golden State you know, won a couple of finals. Jason Tatum was just in the finals. So, you know, these guys you're you're constantly seeing as a fan and, and fans support winners too. Um, and not to say that Joel Embiid is not, um, but against those three guys, that's, it's difficult. That's, that's, that's a tough one, but he is balling this year though. Facts. That's, that's I heard that. Yeah. Facts. So I don't know, man. I just think that, it's something about Embiid, especially like when you brought up the, his gesture and him getting that fine. And yes, I have not heard any remorse or any type of anything after that. He just coughed up the money and kept it pushing. But that's the type of energy that he's having towards the fans. And then in, t- in the same token, he wants the fans to turn around and vote him in as a starter. Right. You're telling the fans to suck it. And then you want them to vote you in as a starter, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of counterproductive, you know? So I think whoever is in NB's corner, they really got to get him to realize that, you know, yeah, you hooping, but this is a business first. 
And as a brand and a business, you are hurting yourself with throwing these tantrums. And last year you quit at the end of the year when they didn't give you the MVP and having James Harden, which is a notorious quitter. That's a, that's a terrible person to have as a, you know, your, your second man in command. And Doc Rivers, he kind of just sits back. That's everything fall to the wayside. So you got a terrible coach to have over there when shit is going bad too. So I don't know, man. I hope that he just keeps his spirits up because once he gets down on himself, we all see what happens with the Philadelphia 76ers. But it's more to, to, to your point, to piggyback off that, like you said, man, like everybody said, I think everybody touched on this, that, man, you got to win. I think the mayor said or uh, he hasn't been, or maybe Amrock said he hasn't been out of the second round. Yeah, yeah. That was the knock on T Mac back in the day. People used to try to say yeah. T Mac is right where with Kobe, but T Mac never got out of the first round of the playoffs his whole career. He never did it. So Embiid, man, you gotta. I can't believe they try to call Embiid and Harden the Shaq and the Kobe. That is so disrespectful because <laughs> they are far from that. They he he's not gonna win with a player like James Harden because James Harden is supremely overrated regular season player and. With the year they lost to Toronto, when Kawhi was pretty much over there by himself with role players, they should not have lost that series. I don't care about that lucky shot that Kawhi hit. That <laughs> series should not have went seven games because Philadelphia had a way better team. So Joel and Big E got a lot of proof. He got to win. If you want people to believe you, you got to win. How how rough were we on LeBron before he won his first championship? We were rough. No matter what LeBron did, the real people, we were rough on him. We said he has to win. And he won his championship. So Embiid, win your championship. You got a squad, win your championship, bro. But this is like not no, because we, we, go last ahead. point. We got all right. On. My bad. Uh I was just gonna say this is the year Philly could win. If any year for no, I know I'm just saying if any year for them to win, this would be the year, not just because of how James Harden is playing regular season, consistent, right? And Joel Embiid having an MVP type season like he did before. Philly's Philly's in is Philly in the Super Bowl? Amrock? Mm-hmm. It would make more it would make more sense if Philadelphia 76ers also had a good season as well, which we are seeing them have. And the one thing I wanted to add, which I try to look up real quick, the another reason why Joel Embiid is getting a lot of negative attention for his negative actions, you do remember that NBA Africa was founded in 2019 by Obama. By Obama. And he was the face of it because we had games, Team Africa versus USA. So they need Joel Embiid to still get his attention, to generate more money, like Ronnie was saying, and like Amrock is saying, like, this is all a business. So he's not getting on – to me, he's not on track with what the plan is for him. He's just doing him, and that's why he's not getting the accolades that he could potentially have. Mm -hmm. So so let's get to this NFL news, man. So officially – Tom Brady has came out on his Twitter, what was it, Twitter, Instagram, and he has announced his retirement. He said, this time it is for good. This is at the same time while the league is moving towards mobile quarterbacks, and we have, for the first time, two black quarterbacks scoring off in the Super Bowl. Are we seeing the beginning of a new era of of mobile quarterbacks and, per se, black quarterbacks? What's your thoughts? Absolutely. I think we are absolutely seeing that. You hit it right on the nail, Caleb. Respect to Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying, for everything he did for the game. 
you know, seven Super Bowls. Could have been nine if it wasn't for, you know, two lucky catches in both of those games against the New York Giants. They had that David Tyree catch, impossible catch, and then the, the in the second game. So he could have nine Super Bowl wins. The man won the hell out of some Super Bowls. Um, it's, it's debatable whether he was the most gifted or talented quarterback, but the man won Super, seven Super Bowls. So much respect to Tom Brady. I wish he wouldn't have lost his wife over one more NFL season, but that's another story. Um to, to, to have two block quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, it definitely feels good. Um, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan. I think Mahomes, and people might kill me when I say this, Mahomes is the most gifted, most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Um, he, does, he does stuff on the field that I've never seen other people do. Um, this is his third, I think, third third Super Bowl appearance, is it? Um, in third, in, yeah. in some yeah, years. Yeah, third. This was his fifth straight AFC championship. Fifth straight AFC championship, third Super Bowl in five years. Um, and then Purdy, he, he came out of nowhere and did his thing. Um, the mobile quarterback is taking over. It's the changing of the guard. The black quarterback is taking over. And it feels good. I mean, it feels good that the NFL can't deny this no more. They can't. We had guys like Donovan McNabb, Randall Cunningham, uh, Michael Vick, even before he did the dog fighting. Uh, Dante Culpepper was good at one point. We had these guys. They had some successful runs, but the league weren't getting behind them because we still had the great Peyton Manning here and, you know, guys like that and uh, Brett Favre and all those other guys. So it's good to see that these black quarterbacks are, are getting the undeniable attention they deserve, see them square off in the Super Bowl, and I believe it is a change in the guard. Now, the game is changing. The game is changing. It's more, much more exciting. It's much more open, and we have to. I hope America is open to to accepting this this new changing of the game because it's time for Tom Brady to go. He's done enough. Go enjoy your family and let these young boys take over. Go. Um, I'm I'm cool with whoever wins because I'm not a fan of either team, but I, I do like Patrick Mahomes, so I, I would love to see him win his second Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tom Brady, um, you know, the uh, greatest quarterback. Uh, seven, you can't deny seven Super Bowls, what, I think three or four uh, MVPs, maybe five MVPs, um, you know, passing yards, all, you know, all the records he has, um, you know, GOAT status for Tom Brady. Uh, he should have just, in my opinion, just did this last year and been done with it, but he wanted to play another year, um, to you know, to see. Um but you know, with these black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, um, this is an awesome feeling. And and I see a lot of comments like people going at Mahomes. Oh, he's half black. Do we do that with Drake? Do we do that with Jake Cole? No, they like, didn't. Come on. His daddy's black. He black. Like right. let's let's let's, let's stop. He's black. He's yeah. never come out and dismissed the black community. Okay, he's married to white woman. All right, fine. But he's never come out and said, "Oh, I don't like sisters or this or that or." I don't yeah. like my daddy because he he's never done none of that. So right. while we have Kanye West and Candace Owens, who a lot of black people support, um, you know, they constantly do that. But that's another story. <laughs> but, <anyway>. um, <laughs> but but um, listen, this is an awesome moment. Uh, you know, y'all know I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh, I have been since 1999 when we drafted McNabb. Um, hey. this, this feels like. Um, it could be what happened a, a few years ago with Tom Brady. We got, you know, uh, Tom Brady at the time was, you know, greatest quarterback. Um, Patrick Mahomes right now, you know, is that dude. Um, you know, with that offense, I feel like it will be a similar type of game. We're going to have to score points uh, against Mahomes. Um, but this is awesome. Jalen Hurts, 
uh, in a Super Bowl. Um, you know, just the class act type of uh, duty seems like. So it, it's just awesome for the organizations uh, for Kansas City and Philadelphia, who are, you know, very similar cities. Philadelphia is a little bit bigger, but Kansas City is also, um, you know, a, a good like mid Midwest city, um, you know, again, who's been to multiple Super Bowls. So it's just an awesome feeling to see two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl uh, and even better uh, halftime show that we're going to get uh, from Rihanna. So, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah, her. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm personally hoping that it's not another, um, it's not another uh, hoax or a faux or fake retirement like he did last year or like he did before right. he left um, the Patriots and came over to the Bucks to begin with. Like, it's um, remarkable that he has had the career he has. Um, I hate to say that we're giving him a lot less energy than what we gave LeBron when I wanted to say it earlier, but I know how Caleb is really like strategic with the way he like segues into the next topic. So I'm going to revisit what we talked about earlier. Tom Brady has had one of the worst sportsmanship seasons of his career. Yes, The I way agree. he's been acting on the sidelines, the way um, his when family is starting to fall apart. This is one of the hardest things to really try to process when, you know, arguably he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest football player ever, right? Based off his stats and his long and his longevity. But look at the fact that he has a supermodel wife. Also look at how much his, him and his sons have been brought up in controversial issues about how they show affection towards one another and things of that nature. It just, it blows my mind that like, we're all, we're all hanging on like, oh man, well, you know, whenever Tom is done and he wants to give it up, it makes sense. It's understood. Even Aaron Rodgers, for that matter, nobody's even bringing up him how, you know, he put, you know, Green Bay in a chokehold and made him get paid and didn't even deliver on his own, you know, and his own was, promises. And he right? was complaining and, and, and finger pointing the first half of the season himself. Right. So when you think about it, right, it, it's like Tom Brady's been able to kind of finagle his career these last few years to do whatever he wants to get the team around him. Hey, Grunk, you want to come back this year? No. OK, well, maybe next year. Like, you know, it's a lot of like there's a lot of pacifying Tom Brady at the point. So I I was I would personally like to see him retired. I would love to see his family come back together because I, I hate to see families break up just because especially of issues of, you know, sports especially and that's his main job but um at the same time getting back to the main topic our black quarterbacks deserve to be in super bowls way before now Ooh, and i think go. that um the fact Come that on. we're looking at patrick mahomes going back again and then now Suggs is getting his first opportunity it's kind of just a cop-out because we've all watched how much you know for example colin kaepernick who's half black and how much disrespect he received and how Lamar Jackson didn't get the, the 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 contract extension that he deserved. It's like, well, I maybe this is the best opportunity to allow everyone to watch every you know watch two black quarterbacks compete because this is the year that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady aren't going to take over uh, take over the Super Bowl because sports to me is still entertainment and I still believe that a lot of this is scripted and for the two brothers, the Kelsey brothers, to be playing against each other, that's also a factor that we're not talking about. So. Mm. Our our quarterbacks are always going to be the best, and they're always going to deserve the most respect and credit. But they're not going to get it because it's not meant for us to win the no. game, the Super Bowl, or in the sport. Maybe mm -hmm. even in life, you never know. 
And Andy Reid against his former team as well. That's also another. Thank, thank you. So look at the extra, look at the extra stuff behind the scenes that, I mean. But to be fair, these were the two best teams in it. Oh, no, no. I know. I know. But look, I mean, like the way Patrick I, Mahomes. I get, you, I get you, though. Yeah, because it's like Patrick Mahomes had one of the best performances ever, right? As he's hopping off the field, limping and everything, because he had to give it all he got for his team to make it to the Super Bowl. If he's not able to beat Patrick Mahomes, there's not even a game to watch. And you all know it. If he can't carry the Chiefs, that's it. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I speak on it. So, yeah, um, I, you know, just kind of like what you said, um, and it is, you know, you can't escape the fact that it is a beautiful thing. You're seeing two black quarterbacks. You got to be happy, right, especially if you're black. However, like you kind of were, you know, you were, you were hinting on, um, which I kind of what I get the thought of is, you know, it's a long time coming. It's something that we should have had for years. Um, it almost reminds me of generational wealth. It's kind of like, you know, they've had a head start way ahead of us. And then and they're like, OK, ready now, go. And we finally got to go. And, you know, now we're kind of finally catching up. Um, and as you see the result, we're taking over. But um, it's a more of a sophisticated position. They only wanted to let people they felt had a certain type of intellect run that position. They felt we didn't have it. So we can only, you know, play like linebacker, quarter or, 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 or running back or something like that. So, um, but again, I'll, I'll even say it, you got to be happy about it. But more so, <laughs> I think it's more of a symbolization thing. We're kind of, uh, I, I see a lot of black America is happy about black people being able to play a position. Like we're allowed to play center or point guard now. Like that shouldn't be. That's symbolization to me. We should be right. more so happy if we see two owners, like the owners hey. of the two team were black going at it. That's something we should uh, more so, I would say, um, celebrate. But this is like, I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on it because I get it. But, you know, it's it's a bit to me. It's nothing but symbolization. Uh, it's a it's a moral victory. You know? yeah. yeah. But one thing that I, I, I struggle with and one thing that I have to do myself is I have to celebrate all wins. Mm-hmm. Because if you only celebrate the big wins, man, you 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 feel like you're never done anything, like nothing's being accomplished. So so this year, I'm really trying to focus on, you know, celebrating all wins. And I think that you know, for black people, this is definitely a win, especially when we had Mike Vick, and you know, he went through the dogfight and stuff. And since then, you know, we haven't had that that black quarterback that was like the face of the league until Mahomes came around. So, you know, I, I feel good about this whole thing. It's, it's good that Tom Brady's gone. You know, the Manning brothers is gone. You mm. know, the, the quarterbacks that they're drafting, they're not drafting these sit-still quarterbacks. And even, you know, the, the white quarterbacks, you know, you got the Josh Allens. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got the uh, – what's his name? name? Uh, and, and the, with the oh, don't forget RG3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, RG3. Cam RG3. Newton. Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but then so. they got removed faster than what they should have. I mean, I don't say removed, but their careers ended up shorter than what yeah. was expected. But but let's get to this uh hip hop. I would say hip hop news, even though it's political. You know, Kanye West, man, he's been in the the new in the uh, the headlines for the last three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He always finds a way to, for you to talk about him. And every moment, every month, just when he disappears, he's right back. But Kanye West, man, they thought he was dead. He was gone. Nobody heard from him for weeks. Then he comes back out. They say that he's married to some new girl. 
and it's all these rumors. But he did officially announce his candidacy for president before he went missing. And so far, he has received zero dollars in donations for his presidential campaign. So nobody's donating. Don't look like <laughs> nobody's rocking with Kanye for president 2024. What's your thoughts on this whole thing and, and what, what Ye's doing and his whole mentality? I have a hard time believing nobody gave a dollar, though, because at this point right now, I'll literally I want to yell now because we on the podcast, but I'll text my wife like, hey, let's send Kanye a hundred dollars and see if he shots me out on any type of way, shape or form, any platform. Because, I mean, think about it. He's Mr. Clout Chaser. And I'm sorry, he's not he's not necessarily chasing clout. I'm sorry. He is the clout. Anytime he opens his mouth, anytime he does anything, the whole world stops and tries to pay attention to what Kanye does because he's the loose cannon. He's the person that is unscripted, the person that you can't muzzle. He's going to. I don't believe it. I hate to say it. I just don't believe it. I believe, yes, he's on a still run for 2024. And I feel like whoever released this information was doing it on purpose to help bring him free publicity. See, but, but, the, but, the, but when you take uh when you take money as a donation uh-huh. as a candidate it has to, it's a different process and everything okay. has to be tracked so uh, we're not we're not from we're, we're we know how to give to a gofundme right, we don't right. know how to give to a presidential campaign mm, so maybe our so you what you might be leading on to indirectly is that us colored folk we not we might not be privy to how to use our money but, with but the, at the same with the, time with the politics, you know. We're, not we're you not, saying it sarcastically, but I mean like yeah, for real. But, but at the same time, we're not necessarily Kanye's target audience because we're not the ones that spend yes money and no. with Kanye like that. Yes we, and no. We don't so as a black community as a whole, he we're not the ones buying his concert tickets. We're not the ones buying out his Yeezy boots. It is middle age and these younger white kids. That is his demographic. I hate to say it, Caleb. You would you would be shocked to see how many of us are spending the money for our kids to wear Yeezy, but we don't wear Yeezy. You know what I mean? Like I personally watched a family open up a clothing store here in this community of ours or of mine, because you guys are with me currently. And every day, Yeezy foam runners, wave runners, 350 this, 720 this. I mean, every day, every day. The boy wears Yeezys, the little girl wears Balenciaga. Mm. Fourth grade boy, first grade girl. Dad opened the shop just so that black people have more access to the high-end fashion here in our poverty-stricken type community. But the only people buying is us because we're the only ones worried about status. The, the you know the other nationality children who have it or even the adults they only wear it because they like it because it looks cool to them but when it comes to like lining it up we don't worry about which retro ones you have on anymore Kanye is controversial so if you pull out a pair of Yeezys you get an extra clout extra attention extra conversation the mayor real quick everything yes, sir. That you, everything that you just said Kanye is a distraction folks yeah He's a distraction. Okay, he's yep. a distraction from what's really going on. All right, the media knows. Okay, you know, oh Kanye West, you know, what's the next story? Oh, he's married now. Oh, he went missing. Oh, he dropped another album. Oh, he's fighting with Kim. Oh, he's fighting with Kim's ex boyfriend or whatever. Uh, the, the kids are dressed up like whatever the case may be. 
he's a distraction from what's really going on. All right. The fact is, they're still killing black men out here. Now black cops is killing black men out here. I mean, it's been happening, but now it's even, you know, more potent. Right. Um, it's a, I think this is what this is the election year. This is the kick up to, you know, and we're about to get into into the next topic. You know, he's a distraction, period. Like he like Caitlin said, he's not for black people. Mm. Um, yes, black people are still supporting him. Yeah. I mean, people black people still want to support black people still support R. Kelly. Black people still right. support, you know, um, people still go see Harvey Weinstein movies that he produced. I mean, you know, it's like so. You know, he's still, for whatever reason, going to get the pack. Black people support Candace Owens. Black women support mm. Candace Owens. So, um, you know, he's going to get that. He's going to get that support. You know, am I surprised he hasn't got a dollar? Again, I like the mayor. I think it's a lie. I don't think he didn't get anything. Um, if he did, he's not going to put it out there. What he right. got. Why should he? Um, you know, uh, he he's just a huge distraction. I'm not saying that everything, you know, like stuff that Kanye, some of the things that Kanye was saying about the Jews and their power and this and that and controlling things. He's absolutely right. But then there's other things where he just totally left and he doesn't support the black community at all. Um, and we just have to accept that. There's a lot of people saying, oh, well, he's black and let's try to bring him back home. No, let's <laughs> accept it for what it is. <laughs> Like, let's let's stop, you know, trying to bring them back home. And then, no, let's just let them go. It's okay. You know, it's all right. You know, we had him for a while. He was cool. He gave us great albums, great music, great uh, talent underneath him that came along. Let's just let him go. Period. We need to be done with Kanye. He's a distraction, folks. He's a distraction. Period. Um. um I'm not surprised that uh, he's not getting any money for this presidential shit. Ain't nobody getting taking him seriously as far as a real candidate. So uh, to put money behind somebody that you're not taking serious, that, that, that wouldn't make sense. Um, but I've studied this whole Kanye thing, and I don't I don't agree with the with the slack that he gets. Um, obviously, he said some wild shit. Um, but I think it's more about how he articulates his point. I don't think Kanye is not for black people. There's no way somebody can change that much from drug dealer by drug, crackhead by crack, and the white man get paid off of all of that. Or, you know, a lot of this shit that he was talking about, you know, um, on his first couple albums about racism and racism still alive, they just be concealing it. He dropped several bars on a lot of his early music calling out racist America and white America. I think he's he didn't he didn't say when he said slavery was a choice. That was a dumb, ignorant comment. But mm. I think Kanye was trying to say something else. He just didn't articulate articulate it correctly, along with the white lives matter thing. He was trying to prove a point, but it was a horrible way to try to prove a point. Um, Kanye is a billion. He was a billionaire. He made a lot of money, and um, he has a lot of pride as well. So um, I don't think Kanye is a lost cause as far as he just don't fuck with black people. I think he just needs to shut up sometimes. Um, Kanye is way too smart, um, and he cared about racist white uh, racist uh, white supremacy too much to just go away from that. That's something that 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 man was passionate about in early in his music. So I don't think that just goes away. I think he um, he's not a he's not a, a distraction. I think he's more of a scapegoat. Kanye is a scapegoat for a lot of shit. 
there's a lot of worse shit and a lot of worse things that people are doing that's worse than Kanye running his mouth. You know what I'm saying? Look at all, all the bullshit that's going on with these white men, the, the Harvey Weinsteins and the document, the document uh, documentary that everyone's watching about. Is that the same muff? I don't even know the muff of uh, no, no, Jeffrey Dahmer shit, which I don't see why one black person would watch some bullshit like that about him killing black boys. And he like, why would somebody want to support and watch that? So there's way worse shit going on with people in this country than Kanye running his fucking mouth. So um, I think we, um, of course, um, as a presidential candidate, we had Donald Trump as a president. We got Joe, 95 year old Biden as a president. <laughs> like why the fuck not, you know what I'm saying? Why not get behind Kanye and let him do some shit? He can't do no worse than 150 year old Joe Biden and racist ass Donald Trump and the rest of the racist motherfucking presidents that have been president of this country since it's been a country. So. You know, um, I don't agree with all the all the stuff that's said about Kanye. I just think he doesn't know how to articulate some of the shit that he means. I heard that. Oh shit, I'll go. Um, yeah, man, I, I totally agree with you on that. Um I think he I think he does mean well by blacks. Um, however, you know, I think he, he plays both sides of the fence. He knows that he has, you know, the the far right in terms of like the Donald Trumps, Candace he's he was walking around with Candace Owens. You know, those are bold, bold far righties. Um, and that rubs black people the wrong way, not to mention, like you said, he said about like, the, I think he said something about um, Harriet Tubman and some more stuff or slavery was a. Tr so when you do stuff like that, and then when stuff that happens to you, for example, like Kyrie, when it happened to Kyrie, black people had his back. They had the whole, they had the, uh, the, the they had the, the, uh, the Hebrew nation was down there. So, you know, they backed them up because Kyrie's never went on to say anything crazy about black people. But as far as Kanye, I think that's, um, we just didn't get his back. It's, it's, a lot of people feel mixed about that situation. Mm -hmm. And he's a distraction. Like my boy said, he's, he's, he's a complete distraction from a lot of real important things that are going on. You know, he plays both sides of the fence and, um, I don't think black people, I don't think we take him serious anymore. So at one point in time, you know, we, we respect the yay, like he said, but, he's just he's done too much i think we've lost uh just the whole respect for kanye west it's not uh he, he doesn't have that from the black community anymore it's over with you know so that's why uh he, he's just pretty much a big distraction in my opinion all right when you say it's a distraction but you guys what they're not talking about is the deficit we have reached the max deficit as a country and we cannot go into any more debt legally. And the the, uh, the government basically almost shut down over the budget about three, four months ago. And now we have reached a point where we have printed so much money and gotten in so much debt there where we are legally at the debt limit as a country. So it is one of the most important presidential races going on right now as far as how we're going to deal with this deficit and what we're going to do as a country going forward. And at the same time, we got Kanye West, we got Donald Trump, we got Joe Biden. And so America is looking like we fucked, fucked. Like it, <laughs> we've been looking that way. <laughs> and never been good. We, yeah, we've been looking for us, <laughs> us, us. We ain't never been good. It don't matter who's no. up there. We get and, 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 and Caleb, who's in debt? 
You said America because I ain't in America. I said either. America as a country. Yeah. But that's yeah. what they tell us. I'm a, yeah. I'm a Garvey. I'm a Garvey. Uh, I, I say we we pack up and we we shake. We'll never get what we're looking for in America. So I'm a Garvey myself. Let, let's get it together. Let's each one teach one. Let's get our resources and let's go. You know what I'm saying? Make our homeland in Africa. They all calling us Africans, Africans anyway. So let's make it our home instead of us just being it being called our home. But the Democrats, man, the Democrats, they some some slick motherfuckers, man. I can't lie, they <laughs> slick as hell. So as the the Biden got in all this trouble with the documents after he sent the FBI to raid Mar a Lago to find the documents on Trump, and then the DOJ, the Department of Justice. They're basically slapping Biden, Biden on the hand. Then it came out that they found the, the documents before the primaries and that the DOJ and his lawyers and everybody kept it uh, private until after the Democrats won all the seats so that they could gain control of the Senate. So the, the, the Democrats are playing a dirty game right now. They got the Senate. They got the presidency. They got the power right now, and they're trying to retain it. So their next move is to run Michelle Obama, man. So Michelle Obama right now is gearing up. She's on a press tour. And when she was asked, so would she uh, endorse Joe Biden for 2024? She said, just wait. We'll wait and see. So, you know, why is she going on this press tour? Why is Michelle Obama, you know, everywhere out of nowhere? That is because the Democrats are gearing up to run her as their Democratic candidate for 2024. And Joe Biden, he's seen now he can't get to a press conference. He can't read a, a, a teleprompter. They are done with Joe Biden as the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. And if they could get the first black woman president, who's better than Michelle Obama? You, I, Joe Biden won the election because he got, I think it was 98% of the black female vote. If you put Michelle Obama there, you're going to get 100% of the black female vote. What's your thoughts? Let me go first because I got to go pick up my daughter from the basketball game. Um, I think that had, we've had some some terrible, you know what I'm saying, uh, candidates. We've had some de terrible Democratic presidents. Bill Clinton, everybody, oh, he's the first be black. He was, he was black because he got some head. No, Bill Clinton didn't do shit. All he did was pass his three-strike rule, which affected us the most. His wife called us super predators. People don't know that. He said, uh, Hillary said, all black men are super predators. So the Clintons were very racist, just like the rest of the racist white presidents. Mm -hmm. We can't do any worse with Mrs. Michelle Obama. Everybody loves her. She's lovable. Um, she's marketable. She's gorgeous. You know, she's all these great things, powerful, educated. Why not give the black woman a chance? I'm a big advocate for black women in America black women period i got two black daughters why not get a black woman a chance to stand in that bullshit ass seat the seat don't mean much any fucking way so what what do we have to lose in giving a powerful strong educated beautiful black woman that seat like we gave in all these fucking incompetent racist ass white men the last you know i, I can't even put a number i don't know the number of, of years presidency been a thing but you know all, all 50 plus presidents you know why can't we give this black woman a chance what do we have to lose yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. Great, great point. Um, if if it if we're gonna 
push a female uh, black candidate to the forefront, um, it should be Michelle Obama. Uh, however, one thing we need to remember is that um, we are still in America and America is still 60 to 63% white, okay? Um, and America thrives off race, all right? Plain and simple, however we wanna disguise it, hide it, not say it, say it, whatever. This country is still about the race factor, okay? Um, and so as much as she would potentially be a um, good candidate, um, at the same time, are we gonna get, are, are white men going to vote for her over Trump? Yes, white women will vote more so for her, um, but there will still be a lot of white women that will go with Trump. Um, and also a lot of black and Hispanic people are still, for whatever reason, on the fence and geared towards Trump as well. Um, so, you know, we have to factor all of those in. Will she be a great candidate? Sure. Um, but if she goes against Donald Trump, there is no way. Unfortunately, there is no way that she could win the presidency um, against that evil person, um, uh, the orange that he is. Um, again, simply because, again, she, this country and their their hatred towards black people, the black community, uh, particularly the black woman, as much as, you know, you know, you see a white guy with a black woman on his arm, it, you know, okay, you see that. Um, but that's just a few. That's not the majority, right? And still, we have to recognize that the majority of this country is still white people, okay? So we have to factor in who are those white men and who are those white women going to vote for? And also the X factors with a lot of black uh, people, Hispanic people, Asian people, also voting for um, either conservative, you know, conservatives or the Republican Party, or even possibly um, voting for independence as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, the Democrats, you know, I, I think they're just, they just gotta throw, throw something out there. I mean, yeah, again, Michelle Obama is a good candidate, but Trump runs, man, you, you, you know, that's that's gonna be tough. That's just, it's, just a, it's just a fact. I hate that we have to say that, but it's just the reality that we have to deal with. Because we didn't deal with the reality that Donald Trump could possibly win the presidency and he won it because we said, oh, well, Hillary Clinton, she's a white woman. She, you know, she was also the wife of a president. And we just said, oh, it's Hillary's, you know, presidency to, to lose. And she lost it. Um, so we have to be mindful of that and not just say, OK, because we push Michelle Obama to the forefront. She's just automatically going to be Donald Trump. We can't make that same mistake again, people. <laughs> Right. And I'll even uh, I'll say on that, um, you know, we might just get, you know, Obama two point. You know, coincidentally, I heard the last name of Obama, too, but he's getting Obama 2.0. Um, you know, he was I just, everybody loves to say he was a puppet. I mean, she's a woman at that. She's just going to be more of a puppet. She's not going to, you know, she's not going to get any more things done than what Obama did. But she didn't get anything done for us, unfortunately. The, if you guys, you know, I hate to bust anybody's bubble who think he did, but um, right. you know, right? With but but against with the whole Trump thing, you know, I think it's bad. I think you can't really choose both the sides. Like I said, would be controlled. They're both bad, um, you know. But it is, uh, you know, in regardless, it it would be a good thing if she did make it. Um, I think she's definitely the smartest first lady ever. Um, she is 
she would firstly, I think, you know, and just being completely honest about it, she'd be the only American black that we've ever had. Cause, uh, and then that's no slight against Obama being an African. I think we lost him. I think he froze. Yeah. He, he froze now I'll, I'll piggyback on exactly what he was saying. Like that would be cool because she is the first or she would be the first American born black first lady. But at, at the same time, like he says, for as the puppeteering is both sides are controlled by the, you know, one source. The things I'm starting to see is that it would make more sense if Michelle Obama did win, if, if she was the candidate, if, if she does become the candidate, it would make more sense for her to win considering that we are not looking very good and having the same relationships with the, um, the other countries as we had in the past, you know, like things were, weren't as great when uh, Biden first got into office, you know, considering all the different uh, deals that Trump did when he was in office, I, I sincerely feel like it would be um, that scenario that everyone was saying with Hillary Clinton as far as, oh, we have a woman in office, you know, the other countries just going to take advantage of us. They're going to think that we're going to be emotionally driven, uh, that we're not going to be as aggressive. We're not going to be willing to fight if they come and disrespect us. And it's already there. Like, you know, we're already, you know, not enjoying what the United Nations is trying to present, project, uh, project as what's going forward for the entire world. So if, um, if keyword, if it would be cool, you know what I mean? Like, and I hate to say it like this, but like my grandparents are 85, 80, 80, both my grandfathers are 85. My grandmothers are 84, 83. They would love to see it. You know what I mean? They live through segregation. They live through everything, everything to see that they would die happy people. But I don't think that it would it would be as rewarding if you know that it's not going to have the same positive effect on the next generations moving forward if we're not putting the right energy into them anyway. So um, it'd be nice if it's anyone other than Trump. But at the same time, if we're not going to look at making sure we're not in financial debt, like they're saying we are right now, then we we might need a we might need another businessman, maybe not the same one. But maybe someone that's going to help us get out of this "quote unquote" financial hardship that we're in because we don't need to be struggling and we're already on the bottom. So I tell you this right now: it, it's about this money, it's about this deficit, right. it's about oil. So Facts. if you look Facts. right now, Russia invaded Ukraine because he wants to take Ukraine's resources, per se, Ukraine's oil, and. Right. Because we have the petrodollar and everybody has to trade their oil in the dollar bill and that under that currency, we have to keep control of oil for us to keep the dollar bill alive. So Ukraine and Russia, that's why we're sending all this aid over there to Ukraine to try to help them to stop Russia from taking over their oil because if we lose the petrodollar, then everybody's money in their bank accounts going to disappear. Credit's going to cease to exist. Loans are not going to happen anymore. And when you're burning down, the, uh, having egg shortages, and you, you got people eating clone meat that FDA approves, you know, th this shit is, is getting crazy. It's getting real scary for America right now. Facts. Yeah, it's been it's been scary for us. Unfortunately, it's it's 
you know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the is Michelle Obama the answer, though. You know, like that's like, you know, I guess that's that's the key question, right? Like, is yeah. she the answer? Like to Maya's point, like, you know, OK, maybe get a business person in there. But OK, then who? You know, you got to listen. America, as much as it is, the majority is white. You still um, have a demographic that is very mixed. Um, and so if we're going to have a president, right, which I think that whole system is flawed in itself, right, then it has to be somebody, you know, that that's just, that's, that's fair to all. And Michelle Obama can certainly be that person, but are we going to get, again, white men and white women to really see that? Again, who have the majority, who hold the majority of the vote, especially a lot of elderly seniors hold, um, uh, you know, a lot of votes in this country still, too. So, and, you know, and some of them, they're thinking is still from the 80s, 70s and before, right? So they're not caught up with the times, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, again, Michelle Obama would be a, absolutely a great candidate. It's it's just a matter of, we're talking about voting and, and politics here. We're not talking about, you know, um, you know, just her as the person and all of the, yeah, if this was, you know, if it was just about that, then yeah, she would be a, a but you have to also still play a political game. Um, uh-huh. and, you know, and, and that's what we have to keep in mind. And, and black people, you know, it's hard for us with voting anyway, because we never get anything um, right. out, of, out of voting. Um, so we have to, at some point, make a commitment as black voters um, to stop just giving our votes away and really come up with a plan um, as to what we need and reaching out to those candidates who can potentially give us what we need, as the Jews do, as the Chinese do, as the Arabs do, as all other communities, as the Hispanics do. Um, they they do that. Um, and so, you know, we have to start being better at that. You know, Michelle Obama, I mean, you know, it's great. But again, uh, like my man said, like, Barack Obama didn't do anything for black people. And we were so quick to, mm. to push for him. Um, we can't just we can't just do that again. We got to stop doing that again. Joe Biden came on his breakfast club and said, oh, you're not black if you don't vote for me. You know, that bullshit. Right. Um, and, then every, and then he got Kamala on his side and everybody's, oh, well, Kamala's hip and she dated Montel Williams. And OK, let's you know, let's go like she's you know, she's she's hit. Well, no. She she wasn't the answer either. You know, she's just finally coming out and making statements after two years uh, with everything that's been going on in this country. So um, but she was supposed she wasn't supposed to. Right. Amrock? Like just like you and Kayla both have said this yeah, whole time. But but still, I mean, you you have a you have a voice. Mm. Why can't you speak? Because you're not because you don't actually have the freedom to speak. Well, then why See, but, you vice president? I think I think I hear you, I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I know. Because like, like, Caleb, I know you're going to say it. I know you're going to say it because that's why I spoke. I tell you why. Because, because we don't have people at the lower level working their way all the way to the top, like you've been saying for three years. Go ahead. I knew it. I, I jumped the gun. And, and this is why when you get that that far in, into this game, this political game. You never know. You can. You are. You're one step away from being president. And if the Democratic Party didn't turn and start uh, turn ship and, and start putting Michelle Obama up to the forefront, it was looking like you were going to be the first black president. Mm. So of course you're going to shut up and you're going to sit back and you're going to play whatever role because you want that possibility. 
you want that legacy. And it's looking like you played the role for no reason. Because right after this, they finna take Michelle Obama and they gonna throw your ass to the side. And that's gonna be the last. You remember Colin Powell? What happened Say it again. Say what that happened again. To Condoleezza Rice? Say it again. What happened to them motherfuckers? Right when they got done with their ass, throw their ass to the side. Condoleezza Rice get part of Condoleezza Rice part, you know, she vote for the college playoffs now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, and, and no disrespect to Kamala Harris. But the most relevant thing that she did within her vice presidency so far was that during the inaugural whatever, I don't know what exactly the event was. It was her nephew or somebody walked down in some Jordan Dior ones and the whole world shut down because she had a family member that was a sneakerhead, which then indirectly gave all black people this. Oh, let me hurry up and start buying Jays again because... Even the vice president's kid or family members were Jay. So I have to use it for social status. Like, I hate to say it, but we've, we've been jigabooing so much that everything you said, Caleb, has literally come full circle. Where my, my alias as the mayor that I didn't come up with on my own, that someone gave to me, makes even more sense off the things that we talk about. Because at this level down here, we got all of it under control. We know what's wrong. We know what's right. We know how we need to build it up. But it's everyone above us that's refusing to accept the truth. And they and if they not accepted it, they know it, but they don't want to allow us to get that lifeline to go ahead and transcend up. Mm-hmm. All right, brother Elon, closing remarks before we get out of here. Yeah, of course. Um, and I and I hate to you just spoke about Kamala, so I have to say a little something on Kamala because I. I despise her and i'm just like no uh, kamala uh, uh you know what's interesting about kamala um if, and i i'm not really you know i don't i'm not biased on like you know she's with a white husband and if you got a white girlfriend but you got to pay attention she is in that circle ring where her husband's white i think the 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 judge that they just put in that black judge that just got i forgot her name but uh, she's in the supreme court she just got put in the woman she has a white husband as well um, the black guy, uh, Thomas, he's in there as well in the Supreme Court. He has a white. Oh, my brother. He went out. Also, uh, keep that in mind, too, about Kamala Harris and them, that they're very, you know, black in front of us. However, when they go. Very culture is not the same culture as ours. They didn't grow up with the same culture as our mom's culture. Your mom's culture. She's East Indian. This, um, so a lot of, um, in terms of a lot of things that are needed for us, things that are historical that would, uh, you know, we would want for our people, she don't, or she won't. They don't, they don't line up with her family and her, her uh, or, um, you know, her thoughts of how she was brought up. So I noticed we'll lose out on a lot of that. But then again, like you said, though, she, she's in a spot where she can't really speak. Um, but I think the biggest, and, you know, we asked her for reparations and she was like, for black people only? And then now we see everybody in particularly has specifics just for them. Asian community has, um, I think they have, you can't harm an Asian right now or you're finished. We know Jewish people in particularly have things. People have set aside for them, but but she said out of herself in particularly nothing for black people. Um, so we did get played on that. Uh, black women went out in the droves and voted for her and we got nothing. Well, that's embarrassing. It's a slap in the face. And I think that, um, you know, I, I think that this is just empowering that we're even talking about it. A lot of blacks don't even care about it. The fact that we're we're putting this on a level to where we can, uh, 
you know, go back and, and verse about it back and forth, regardless if you agree or not. I think this is beautiful. So I want I wanted to say that as well. For sure, for sure. So let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here. Hey, shout out to all you fellas. Uh, shout out to the Politic and Podcast. Uh, it's always uh, great joining this podcast and, and talking about the things we talk about. Uh, shout out to Blackwish Creators. Um, and uh, Black History Month is here. Um, you know, let's celebrate it, people. Let's celebrate it. I know they give us the shortest month, but, you know, let's celebrate it. Let's, you know, let's just do what we do. Um, keep striving out there. Keep pushing whatever avenues you're in, um, whether it's entertainment, whether, you know, it's law, whether it's um, medicine, wh whatever the case may be, science, um, you know, um, black folks, you know, just keep doing what you do. Keep pushing every day. Um, shout out to all the, you know, all the black women who got, you know, that news today about um, Beyonce. I know y'all about to go crazy, um, you know, uh, but yeah, shout out to everybody, man. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's always a blessing to be on this podcast um, and to, you know, talk about the things we talk about. So, salute. I'll go next. Um, shout out to all you guys. Um, with, like you said, M-Rock with Black History Month starting today. I hope you guys know and anybody that listens in, if you are Black, you are Black History. Mm. We're writing our own history right now by give, by not giving up each and every day and just trying our best to be our best. We are creating our own legacy. We are history that we'll be able to share down with our kids or with other kids. You know what I mean? Like indirectly, we never know how many people are truly watching what we're doing and how we're doing it. And um, I know and I noticed it today that um, just being consistent and, and being transparent is two of the things that can make you uh, better than most. So um, shout out to you guys for consistently being what you are and being that black excellence that, um, that you know, motivates anybody and everybody to be just that. I heard that. Go ahead, brother. You know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, no, most definitely. Um, just being around uh, like minds, as I was taught from other, you know, elder blacks um, in the community uh, is just enlightening itself. And this is a beautiful thing being around like-minded people that, that take black blackness serious. Cause it's, it's something that we, we, you know, we've doled down on and we raise up, um, you know, ignorant stuff. And then still when it comes down to stuff that really matters, that's important. Like you said, you know, we'll hide it or, um, you know, we'll look at Kanye and worry about the new Yeezy, like, you know, the stuff that matters, we don't really put into priority. So I think it's real good that we're doing this. Um, I think that, um, you know, I, again, like he said, teachings of the young ones is huge. It's humongous. So I think that we all should teach one, like you said, um, you know, teach teach the youngins and let them know, hey, you know, what the business is. A lot of people don't want to teach them because this is a lot. It's a lot of shit we got to deal with. So they want to let them live in this fantasy world. And I sprinkle it. I got a 15-year-old. I'll sprinkle it on here and there. But... Um, you know, you're going to get it one day. You're going to get it from here from me or some white dude in the street. But, um, you know, they're after us. We're literally menace to society and other people's eyes. And we just got to be weary of that and be cognizant and knowing, hey, you know, um, you know, all this knowledge we got equals one thing, power. So that, as long as we understand that, I think that we'll be good. Yeah. That's real. One thing that... I really try to focus on is, is education. You know, as black people, hip hop is our culture. You know, I remember growing up, you know, the, the black church used to be the pillar. 
you know, of, of the black community. And now the pillar of the black community is the entertainment industry. And that's why when we talk about somebody like LeBron James having a hissy fit, you are looked at as the, the top guy. You know what I'm saying? When when the when the whole league shut down, everybody said if LeBron's playing, we playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're looked at not only by but the but your your own contemporaries, your own peers are putting you on this pedestal. So you know what I'm saying? It's crazy that you know at, in the black community, uh, somebody like LeBron James is like our go-to guy. And, you know, be, you, and now we got Obama, you know, his wife circling the block. But it, it's just crazy how this this whole thing goes. As black people, we got to understand the system that we are in. We are in a, a democratic republic in America. And until we understand what that means and what these government positions are, we will never understand how we are systematically being oppressed. Because we say, oh, it's, we're being oppressed, we're being oppressed. Oh, it's not a racial thing. But it, you don't even understand the system to understand how everything is racial. It is systematic. We are a second-class citizen in mm-hmm. America, and if you look in the Constitution, just because we were we weren't granted freedom, we were granted access to freedom. Technically, we're still second-class citizens in America, and Black people, we need to wake the fuck up, man. Politic in the podcast. I'm out. Hey, this shit. Smoking thanks to Nitro, that's all gas. On the hunt in a tall grass. Intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last. We up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I be politicking on your broadcast, got the red carpet like the famous homie. Ask your bitch, really famous homie, and you know it's Emmy, it ain't on me. 